Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Courtney Staples and C.R. Rowenson. On today's episode, we have our first jam of the year. We've got a full-on jam session, a Clark, Rob, and Courtney special, it seems to be. But before we get into that, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, where you can click the link, follow some instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, at Let's World Build, and you can go ahead and subscribe and do all that stuff over there. If you want to talk to us more directly, we're always over on our Discord with a link for that in the description. And if you're feeling particularly generous or just feel like saying thank you for the podcast, we have our Patreon with a link for that also in the description. And you get all sorts of goodies like the Aphid Lounge, our patron-only podcast, as well as Too Hot for Broadcast, of which there's probably going to be one for this episode. Who knows? But <laughs> with all that out of the way, Clark! Welcome back, my friend. Clark, good to have you. Where can people find you on the internet? Always great to be here. The best places to find me are on YouTube as The Magic Engineer, all one word, or at crrowenson.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Clark. And let's dive right into the jam session. So if you're new to this particular podcast, well, first of all, welcome. And if it's your first jam session, then the way that this works is that we roll randomly on some tables to figure out what the genre, theme, and focus is of the setting, and then we improv it live here with you. So without further ado, our genre that we're going to be working with today is... Ooh, baby. Uh, our genre is going to be grimdark superheroes. So I imagine that's going no. to be like a lot of Rob Liefeld-inspired designs. <laughs> our theme for our grimdark superhero world is going to be... Rot and Decay. <laughs> and our focus is going to be ooh, a cataclysm. So our genre is grim, dark superhero with a theme of rotten decay with a focus on a cataclysm. So Clark, as a semi-regular guest here, you're going to start us off because we miss your sweet, sweet voice. What have you got for your particular ideas here, Clark? What are we working with? Well, first off, I want to assure the listeners that we don't rig the roles. Um, as much as it might seem like it, given just how perfectly this is tailored for us. Uh, you specifically, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Grim Dark Superheroes, Rotten Decay, and a Cataclysm. I, I'm almost instantly thinking of something along the lines of like, 28 days later or even annihilation but with superheroes mm -hmm. thrown in i just heard courtney perk up so okay. like there's this rot and decay that is taking over the world and then we're fitting superheroes in either the super quote superheroes are coming from the world of rotten decay or mm -hmm. being used to fight against the world of rotten decay mm -hmm. or both okay you've inspired me clark i've got an idea hear me out so when I think of grimdark superheroes, one of the first things that comes to mind is the boys, right? Show or comic. Mm -hmm. uh, the show is surprisingly better in most ways. Interesting. 
Huh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Garth Ennis is just so edgy, too edgy for his own good sometimes. Like, <laughs> I, I can't recommend. And anyway, don't want to get into it. But if we look at the boys TV show, then the primary like origin for superheroes is a chemical compound. Right. And that is how, you know, corporate superheroes work. It's how a lot of uh, heroes and well, it's how a lot of superpowered folk get their powers in the first place is through compound V. Right. So what happens if we have an entire world dependent on something that is a chemical formula that alters human DNA. Well, what happens if that chemical formula literally starts to decay and malfunction within the body? Well, you've got a bunch of superheroes that are rapidly deteriorating and suddenly the world is hurled into chaos. I feel like that's kind of cataclysmic and I feel like it's a really cool background for a, a setting to kind of deal with. Yeah, I I do like that concept that whatever's in them is starting to rot away and like Clark, since you had brought up annihilation, I'm wondering if we can, <laughs> I'm wondering if we can take that in a more like alien direction. Like maybe um, there was some sort of otherworldly contacts that gave mm-hmm. us this resource that we started to use. But what we didn't realize is that over time, maybe it's the earth itself. Like the stuff isn't used to being in our atmosphere that is just not meant to stay here for as long as we've uh, pushed it for. And it's starting to like turn in ways that we wouldn't have anticipated. And maybe it's something where um, scientists had thought like, Oh, it'll, you know, wear off eventually, but there Mm -hmm. shouldn't be any, you know, adverse effects. But now it's like, Oh no, there are adverse effects like Mm -hmm. big time. Like actually something that I've seen recently is stuff about like, uh, fillers that people get basically temporary lifts or lip filler to plump out their lips and so on. And like, it's always been discussed as like, it'll, you know, wear off within a few years. It'll kind of fade away on its own, be absorbed into the body. But what's coming out more and more is like, it doesn't actually fade away, it like builds up in the body over time. And like, there's just a lot of stuff that hasn't been studied about it yet. So you can end up with some pretty rough effects if you just keep putting this stuff into yourself because it never goes away fully okay okay here hear me out on this i'm got some thoughts forming uh so we can take sort of the annihilation approach of like something appears and it starts causing changes in the world which starts being a real big problem especially if it is We don't have to go the full route of kaiju, but if it's starting to cause morphology problems and create different creatures and change the landscape, like maybe it was some kind of terraforming thing that was being sent. Mm -hmm. And we distilled part of it so that we could do the supercharging and superhuman adaptation of our own people to help fight against this stuff. Um, The problem is we we thought we took out some of the radical elements of it, but Mm -hmm. didn't do as good a job and Mm. so now like the first and second maybe third waves of heroes are starting to deteriorate maybe go senile maybe it's me it's me so um body horror if we want maybe actually changing but kind of what i'm thinking is like super villains didn't exist until the superheroes started to degrade Mm. and they turned into villains and now like they're shifting to be part of the force opposing humanity and the Mm. power scales are rapidly shifting as 
nature is evolving and changing more rapidly and the people that we had to help fight against it are now switching sides because of the the rot that's growing inside them okay like that yeah i've got so many ideas about this so far okay so one uh i want to simplify things in in a somewhat goofy fashion but because we're doing superheroes i mean like come on give me a little, little leeway here so roswell happens and what happens is there actually are aliens that come to earth right and in the experimentations they're like fuck it let's try and bond human dna with aliens and that's where we get the early generations of superheroism right and there's generations of superheroes where like nothing happens and then you're right after a while there is the grand betrayal which is the alien compounds are starting to break down and they are really bad with messing with human like brains especially and so the major betrayal is the birth of the first major supervillain. And it's kind of like how we didn't really know how CTE kind of affected the brain and how it made people incredibly violent. There's all this stuff about the brain that we just didn't recognize until it had happened over and over and over yeah. again. And it's like, maybe we should start looking at the brain, you know, like maybe we should see what concussions do. What is CTE for myself and other people that don't Sure. So CTE is a condition that uh, your brain effectively gets scrambled and mushed up from having so many concussions uh, concurrently. And it is most commonly found in football players and professional wrestlers. Uh Yeah. So Chris Benoit is a famous wrestler who committed murder suicide with his family. Very, very tragic event. But it's it's one of those things that either gets covered up or is uh, downplayed or they kind of just don't really uh, acknowledge what happens. Like they'll call it a tragedy, but won't actually investigate what happens. And uh, similarly, uh, there has been a lot of speculation that O.J. Simpson, who murdered his wife and her lover, was also CTE related. Uh, there was also another man, another pro footballer who shot yeah. himself in the chest and, and told uh, everyone, hey, you need to look at my brain because I know something's wrong. Like all of these tragic events, right? Mm. So similarly, I, I know that we're we're coming back to a grimdark superhero, but that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that the alien compound is doing this irreparable damage. And it. the first mm-hmm. villain is a result of this kind of like, oh, it's the formula starting to turn and starting to curdle effectively, right? Yeah. Because it's gotten yeah. too old. So yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm thinking at this yeah. part. And I feel like it works quite well with what we've got on the table. And even yeah. if we push aside like the external element of like the world rotting and decaying and focus more on like superhero tropes, that that works too. If we wanted to be like, this is the golden age of humanity where we have these super soldiers that are helping deal with, with wars, oppressors and local crime and the world is getting better and we're entering a golden age. And then, like, our first wave of heroes are Captain America's flip. <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's pretty dark, and I love it. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I do like that concept that we don't really see those external changes happening to the environment. It seems like everything's looking bright, and there's hope for the future. And then, all of a sudden, people who are supposed to be heroes start acting in really erratic and unpredictable ways. And it mm. could even be, like... Um, like related to that, you know, football player that you were talking about who wanted his brain to be studied because he recognized that something was wrong. Like mm-hmm. maybe that even was uh, 
like first supervillains, they were trying to fight against the system that had put them in this position. And to the public, it was shown as like, oh, we've got these bad superheroes now. But in reality, like they were trying to get rid of the thing that hurt them in the first place. Let's yeah. let's imagine a supervillain who like let's say that you're playing in a role playing game and you've been tracking down this mad scientist character, right, who's been allegedly kidnapping superheroes. Then you get to the lab and you recognize that a lot of it is just brain scanning and figuring out what's going on. And mm-hmm. this person is not even evil. He's kidnapping the superheroes because he recognizes that something is off and wrong. Yeah is trying to actually just do the research to figure out what is happening. Right. But, you know, considering where we are, you're probably sending in a group of younger heroes whose brains aren't half mush. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have a hothead on the team, or maybe they flip and become, you know, the first Hellfire Club or the first uh, Brotherhood of Mutants, like a la Magneto, right? Where they're like, nope, we've got to, you know, start taking down the other supers. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a bunch mm-hmm. of different ways you could take it. Yeah. Even just in terms of the campaign, just it's starting out with these villains that are going on and all of a sudden these acts of these acts of terrorism and sabotage are like I like I like both where there being a scale of as it continues, they get like more and more insane and more feral. Mm-hmm. But initially, like Captain America, the equivalent of Captain America, which we can't have Captain America trademark reasons, but you know what I'm talking about. The, <laughs> yes. the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> starts resorting to terrorism and like blowing up facilities. And mm-hmm. then later you find out he's trying to sabotage the production of the material because yeah. he's oh, like, Oh, there you go. That's good too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to stop this happening to more people and nobody's listening. And by the yeah. time people deal with him, he's fully down the slide into full insanity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if they had, you know, spoken to him when he was on that downswing, when he started to do these terrorist acts to like get rid of these facilities and stuff there might have been a way to like get through and like reason (laughs) and stuff but now he's like way off the deep end and of course that makes it easier for like the people in control the corporations the government to like point to him as like oh he's the bad one like we're doing everything right Mm -hmm. we need to stop him and people like him and they're bad and actually we need to produce more superheroes to stop this Mm -hmm. threat you know Mm -hmm. and then that gets into the whole like military industrial complex and like funding for that and and i think that can definitely get into the grimdark territory too we were way past the beginnings of grimdark oh yeah really oh i know yeah oh i'm i'm very aware i just mean to even like more bring start going in directions of them being like any of our registered heroes need to have chemical uh, like kill switches installed mm, and yeah. starting going like weird routes like that and people taking advantage of it it's like yeah we found a way that uh when we want we can make you effectively brain dead and turn you into a drone yeah um, yeah yeah and i love that okay okay what about this as well what about early on right like there is a scapegoat super villain where it's like you know, like, let's say that there's like a, a brick house superhero who starts, you know, seeing people who aren't there or seeing, you know, like, oh, I got confused and started like beating some helpless civilian. Uh, and it's like, oh, no, you can just blame it on a mind control supervillain or like mm-hmm. there's a new supervillain out there who's making heroes like see things. Right. Like it's <laughs> it's baked into the setting where it's you can have that immediately. And oh, man. 
that is even darker, right? Like what a, what a great way that you can like exert control in that regard. Oh man. yeah. Well, cause even if it's a golden age of humanity, there's still separate nations and separate, mm-hmm. separate groups. So like as some of this starts and the heroes are beginning to behave erratic and getting paranoid and leading to conspiracy theories that can, that could kick off a cold war situation that doesn't actually exist mm. because they're, they're, they're adamant of like, somebody's messing with my brain. We think it's these people. They must have sleeper cells here. They've developed yep. new technology. They're doing stuff that shouldn't be possible. And it's mm-hmm. really just the heroes breaking down. Let's yeah. also consider that many of these heroes are probably veterans as well. So you can mix in PTSD along yeah. with seeing things. And it's mm-hmm. even like exacerbated to the nth degree. Oh man, that is... Yeah, we're in the grimdark territory. We're we're deep in there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That veterans idea is really interesting because I could definitely see them almost being like test subjects. Like they're told, like, oh, this is gonna, you know, help you, give you renewed physical strength. If you are injured, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, get rid of these mental issues that you were having because of the things that you experienced. And initially, maybe it does help, and they feel stronger, and they feel more with it. But then over time, it's like, wait a second, like, this is coming back, but now even worse, because I, there's all this other shit in my body now that I can't control, that yeah. the government potentially is controlling. Oh, man. Yeah, like, the mindless drone thing that Clark brought mm-hmm. up is like, oh, boy, that's yeah. really horrifying. Because, like, imagine that you're, like, fighting a superhero, you look at their eyes, and they're, like, very clearly, like, just not there, right? Yeah. Like, completely glazed over and then it's like that's not a super villain that is the the government who gave you powers who's doing that you know that kind of thing right Right. and like on the flip side to be one of those quote-unquote villains who's been switched into a drone and then like Mm -hmm. imagining coming to like you started the fight you were there but then you you black out and then you come to and you just have like blood and gore all over yourself Mm -hmm. and like a decimated corpse in front of you and you're like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. Wake up screaming and yeah. like you're you're suddenly a villain and you're like, oh, how horrifying would that be? Right. Like right. how absolutely horrifying would that be to wake up and it feels like you've been taken over or something like that? Like, oh man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's legit. One of my greatest fears and worst nightmares. Like I've always been fascinated mm-hmm. by werewolves partially because that's mm-hmm. my, that is my nightmare of uh, like, losing control going on a rampage and killing all of these people that you care deeply about. Like the worst would be if you remember it and can, well, I don't know which would be worse, like doing it, remembering it, being unable to control it or waking up and then having all of this evidence that it was you. Yeah. You have no idea what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that is my nightmare fuel. Yeah. And that brings in like a new level of warfare too, where like, you're almost sending in people to serve as bombs in a way. Yeah. Like you send them to a location. They're just a person. They look normal. They're able to get in no problem, infiltrate, and then you set them off and they mm-hmm. spend the next hour ripping the place apart, ripping everybody apart. And Manchurian candidate style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. If I were to run this as a game, I would tell you that it would not be a superhero game. It would actually be an investigatory uh, horror game where you play regular people who have uncovered the conspiracy and now you're being hunted by the world's greatest somewhat demented superheroes. 
<laughs> and how horrifying would that really fucking be? Like, dear God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or depending on how you wanted to do it, you could do it as a pseudo Delta Green type game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if you have read the series, but Brandon Sanderson has a series called The Reckoners. Mm-hmm. And the pitch there is like people suddenly start getting superpowers, but only villains get superpowers. Oh, and mm-hmm. the Reckoners are a group is an organization that does what they can to learn, lay traps for, and methodically kill the worst of the epics. Huh. So like you could do something similar to that where you need to be mundane people and there's like there's a research phase and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then it gets tied into world politics. Like that could you could go a number of directions between like Delta Green, the Reckoners, Call of Cthulhu style, yeah. uh, even World of Darkness type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, like what, what was the uh, the World of Darkness's Hunter? Right? Isn't that yes. what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. pulled that from like the early two thousands. Jesus. Uh, okay, I'm I'm really happy where we are right now with this mm-hmm. jam. I feel like unless you have anything else that we want to add, I feel like it's good. It's a good time to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, that works. All right, cool. Uh, again, that setting. Big fan, love the concept, but mm-hmm. uh, let's see where we're going next because it might not be grimdark superheroes. In fact, it's probably not going to be. So our next genre that we're working with is sweet romance. <laughs> uh, maybe. Let's see what I rolled. Eight. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's not too far off. Actually, it's urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, think think Harry Dresden, right? Mm-hmm. Think uh, the Iron Druid series, which I know is a weird pull, but that's I don't know why it's where it comes from. Uh, the theme though Iron Druid. is is going to be. Oh, I rolled an eight again. Ooh, uh, the theme this time is war, and the focus hmm. is a rebellion or revolution. So, Courtney. With a focus like that, obviously I'm going to kick it over to you, <laughs> considering that the majority of the characters I've played with you have been <laughs> rebellious in some way. So mm-hmm. by all means. And or war criminals. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also that. Yeah. That's, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Some right. say. <laughs> uh, so for urban fantasy and war, that immediately makes me think of like gang warfare. Oh, Yeah. In like the urban fantasy that I've read or listened to, it, it is usually like a more intimate setting in terms of it's focused on like an investigator or something like that, like Dresden mm-hmm. or uh, Anita Blake or along those lines. So I'm thinking like zooming in on a certain city um, that has, I don't know if it's like, if it would be like a new gang forming there or a new mm-hmm. presence in the city or if it's long-standing tensions that come to a boil over time mm. um what was the focus again a rebellion right. slash revolution so my yeah. brain immediately goes to there's a rebellion amongst the ranks of a pre-existing gang as you're saying yeah so, yeah, yeah it absolutely works no i i think the rebellion or coup in like a gang or maybe it's even multiple gangs at once they want to like overturn the old guard bring Mm -hmm. in the new um and that just erupts into something much larger than they'd imagined um oh yeah maybe because there's like supernatural forces at play that they didn't realize or those forces are more powerful 
then they realize. Oh, honestly, I'm getting, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'm thinking something along the lines of like either gangs of New York or even mm-hmm. narcos mixed with supernatural gang slash race factions. Mm-hmm. When you, when you were saying like gang warfare, I was definitely thinking like roving gangs of fantastical creatures, you know, like as in like gangs of New York, but with uh like a, I don't know, like a red cap gang or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like vamp- uh, vampires is the easy go-to, but we also just did yeah. the monster mash of vampires. So, right. but, but you know, like that's immediately where my brain goes. But I also love gangs of New York, but also werewolves and vampires and mummies are there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Maybe we yeah. pick from like lesser known monsters for this. I was like, I was going to say we roll for the monster yes. mash and see exactly. what we get from that. Yeah. 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 yeah do that. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. So, so let's see now question. Do we want to roll once and say like, Hey, that is one of them. And then we kind of figure out from there. Or do we want to say, these are the two sides in the gang warfare and roll on the table twice. Yeah. Okay. I'd say two or three. Personally. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little more complicated, but what I like to do when I'm using creativity tools is I roll multiple times. So two or three without assumptions mm-hmm. of what it's going to mean. And then see what pops up and blend it from there. So maybe the three will turn into a single faction that are united about a thing where they're coming together to rebel against somebody else where they might be three separate ones. Let's Mm -hmm. see what comes Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah, Uh, so we're going to be rolling on the monster mash list. So the first monster on the docket is... Ooh, uh, a new addition to the list. Uh, We've got the Onryo, which is a Japanese-style ghost uh, think the ring or perhaps grudge, right? One of mm. those kind of murderous female ghosts. And also I'm just thinking of like on Rio, but the pink ladies from I was Greece. literally just. Yes. <laughs> yes, Courtney. Yes. We're sharing the same brain cell today and I yeah. love it. Okay. They've all got matching jackets. It's Obviously. Like, yeah. But all of their faces are obscured. Every single yeah. one of yeah. them. <laughs> okay. So the second role on the list is going to be. Oh, this is one from our friend Ian. It's the dragon turtle. Mm. So we've got Onryo, dragon turtles, and I'm going to throw one more in there. The Banshee. That's coming from Courtney. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The Onryo and Banshee, to me, are probably the more interesting ones. Just because yeah. I feel like there's more overlap. And I feel like that has more potential for, you know, like a storyline there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about dragon turtles, actually. <laughs> well, luckily, we don't have to pick it. We can just save it for an upcoming Monster Mash at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um... So that that could be one thing we do. We could have, like, the dragon turtle could be part of the setting, if you want to go the whole route of, like, sure. living on the back of a turtle or something like that. <laughs> I could also Ooh. see the Angrio and the, the Banshee's banding together against some other form of either oppression or organization mm-hmm. because what leaps out to me is those are they're both types of angry ghosts of murdered women yeah mm-hmm. i yeah um i'm looking at the surprisingly brief uh wiki article for dragon turtles and the last line <laughs> of it is that bowser is based on a dragon turtle so i'm now thinking like is the dragon turtle like the the 
crime boss of the city and oh, hell the yeah. Onrio and the Banshees are the people that he's murdered, perhaps. Mm. Maybe it's oh, even cool. like sex workers he had employed and then oh, that's good. Oh, Wait, that's that. Courtney, that's actually amazing. <laughs> that's uh, great. because because that's one hell of a rebellion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great, Courtney. That is phenomenal. Yeah, you have like the dragon turtle, like kingpin of the city. And suddenly there's open rebellion amongst the crime empire and it's all his own fault and doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so at this man. point, we're almost looking at Kiss of the Dragon with Jet Li. I haven't seen um, that one. I don't know that one, Clark. Yeah. He's he's on a mission and he gets... Anyway, um, point is there, there's a bad guy who's dealing with a bunch of rings of prostitution and all that kind uh, of bad stuff. But yeah. It, yeah. No, I, I like it. I really like it. That's cool. Yeah, I I agree. And it it could especially be interesting if you're dealing with something where for a long time there have been. Uh, so I think it could go one of two ways in my head is it could be a established city that there have been like wards and processes in place to deal with angry ghosts and either prevent mm-hmm. them from forming or prevent them from being able to do things. Or it's a new settlement where those haven't been established yet. But I'm liking the idea of like an older city where these yeah. defenses are corroding. And then suddenly that's allowed this rebellion to start mm. forming. Oh, yeah. or, or it's like you have a lieutenant of the dragon turtle who's like a powerful necromancer or, you know, a spiritualist of some kind. And they've been holding back this wall of spirits for the longest time. And like, this is the calculated time where it's like time to shatter the spirit barrier and let all of these vengeful ghosts out. And guess what? They're all coming for you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when the open rebellion happens. And obviously because it's, it's affecting the entire city. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, one section. It's like, it's everyone's problem now. So, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. With the Lieutenant, potentially being in charge of that. I'm also thinking that it's not necessarily like a purposeful coup on their part, but it's more like they've been, you know, asking for reinforcements for more workers to hold this wall, to keep these wards going for a long time. But our dragon turtle Bowser crime boss Mm. figure has been like, nah, you guys have got it under control this long. Like you don't need that much stuff. Like he he doesn't want to commit the resources to that. And so Mm. over time, like eventually the the dam just breaks and this so happens. i personally would be more interested in the faction of the of the ghosts being a bit more organized and less like broad scale destructive like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i agree gang and rebellion stuff in general is destructive to the environment so i don't want them to just be like a rampant force of damage oh yeah i agree but what if this is actually a rebellion from the sex workers who have been methodically working to erode the wards and uh, yeah. so now they are allied directly with mm. with the ghosts and working together to be like this is this is a corrupt system mm-hmm. that like forces women into this line of work and they are abused and destroyed and we are yeah. sick of it no i i like that a lot it's like yeah you have been like coerced into this or sex trafficked or what have you and yeah. like over mm-hmm. time they start noticing like their friends disappearing and realizing like if we don't do something soon, I'm going to end up like them. I'm going to be yeah. killed after I've, you know, after I stop being of use or stop bringing in as much money. So we need to do yeah. something before it's too late for all of us. Yeah. yeah. As as a reminder, we also have Banshee in there, which means that 
usually, you know, the folklore suggests that they're mourning the death of their child in some way. Mm-hmm. And imagine that you are a mother in search of a lost daughter and mm-hmm. then you find her and then you just end up sleeping with the fishes or I suppose the dragon turtle in this case. Mm-hmm. But how tragic mm-hmm. is that? That like there are swaths of banshees that are just like looking for their lost children, you know, like, yeah. and that well, is what happens to them. Also, yeah, I'm thinking that this is absolutely, I, I love where we're going where it's like deliberate from the sex workers and that there is like, over time, this group or individual has built up the trust of the lieutenant who holds back the spiritual barrier. And then on the night of the rebellion, it's like, all right, plan in place, like assassinate that person, break the barrier. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let our let our friends and mothers be free. You know, that kind of thing. And I don't know if the coup, like it would be as successful as a single coup um, or, or even mm-hmm. if it, even if they did kill the dragon turtle, there's still the organization to deal with. And all mm-hmm. of the systemic stuff that has been put in place. Yeah. And that yeah. can lead into a longer running mm-hmm. conflict between all of there. And what you said about the mothers, um, because it's us and we can't help but make mm-hmm. it terrible and gruesome. And sad. And sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of sex workers that get pregnant are forced to have abortions of the kids. If they are born, the kids are just killed. Yeah. Depending on where yeah. they are. So you could have banshees from people looking for children who were forced into sex work or sex workers that died and ended up having a lot of their children killed in the process and um yeah man this episode is definitely getting demonetized on youtube (laughs) between this and the previous scenario this is not going to work out but that's fine like i really love what's going on here um Mm -hmm. also i should point out clark that similarly right like like yeah the systems are still set up so it might not be as simple as all that even if they do kill the dragon turtle but let's say that the dragon turtle still wins out and is still victorious well it means that his organization has been weakened in some way Mm -hmm. in some cases substantially so that might be the more interesting thing is you know like his enemies sensing a power vacuum or sensing a moment of weakness and that triggers Mm -hmm. an even larger scale war you know like So you could actually even play this as like a peacekeeper in a way where it's like, listen, if we don't solve this problem now, it's going to escalate because everyone's sharpening their knives and they're getting ready for war. I just really, really like the idea of how this, this plan and this action and this rebellion that's happening is giving people who just systemically have so little power and control in and mm-hmm. over their lives and everything around them gives them so much more control over all of that. And I really, mm-hmm. really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question. Um, I- I'm thinking about this, right? Like, do you think that there is like a purposeful like self or like some of these women are allowing themselves to be possessed by these spirits? Like, that is part of how the rebellion works is that listen, like they Mm -hmm. need a conduit, like a physical conduit for the world. And then they're like, yeah, fuck it. I have no control. Like I might as well, you know, let my body be the conduit for the spiritual power and see if I can actually do something right. Like play into that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do like that. And I like that it kind of ties into the idea of like an old magic, a sort of, feminine magic like all these women mm. getting together and realizing yeah. that they need to band together and work mm-hmm. as one and also call on those who came before them and like the power of those now dead women and yeah i 
I do like that image too of like if they're in sort of a, a barrack setup as their sleeping quarters, if you know, after a certain time when the guards finally go away, they have this opportunity to like sneak into the center of the room and put together mm -hmm. some sort of like ritual circle and do this thing as a group and like mm -hmm. gradually bring forth the presence of the ones who have died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. There's so much, Oh man, there's so much that we can do. I love this. This is a really mm -hmm. great, great, interesting, like setup. And like the city itself, you can really plop it in so many different types of settings, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's not specific. I mean, like, I know that we're using specifically Celtic and also Asian inspired spirits, but like you can really blend them or, or mix them to your own mythology as needed. And yeah. also if I'm being real with you, if, if I keep the dragon turtle, it's going to be a name only, not <laughs> like not actually a giant, you know, like, Ship smashing, steam breath wielding, like dragon turtle. Not going to be doing that. And also not the, not the Dennis Hopper re-envisioning of Bowser, probably. Oh wait, no, that's what I would do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, with, with the mushroom headed Goombas and everything. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with the putting the city into different settings too, I think it could work in a lot of different genres too. Like, oh absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. haven't really defined anything, but urban fantasy is typically like modern dayish and. But it could also work in a medieval fantasy or oh, um, yeah. sci-fi. This could be a, a space station. You know, yeah. it could be anything, really. Yeah. This would be real, real cool on a space station. And I think yeah. another thing that we haven't touched on, because a lot of times ghosts um, are, like, unthinking and single-minded. If we give them a bit more intelligence, which they would have to mm -hmm. be to be involved in some more of this like you have this whole thing of them being fonts of information mm -hmm. because then there's a whole aspect of like we don't know <laughs> we don't know how to get into this secret place but we know we know of a uh i don't know a, a nice word for it i i guess just whore um like <laughs> we know we know of a favorite whore who does and she's mm -hmm. been dead for years but we can yeah. call on her and she can guide us where we need to be Oh, almost like an everything everywhere all at once type of situation where they like Kinda. can do something to bring oh, yeah. that spirit inside of them that takes over for a little bit until they get to like the next stage and so on. Yeah, I love I love that idea that like the medium is the like the the type of person like a medium one who can channel ghosts mm -hmm. is the one who's like in power here because I think it makes a lot of sense and I love the idea that they're tapping into this like fathomless well of pain and anguish, you know, like that yeah. absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. All right. We're good there. I feel like we're yeah. good yeah. there. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go any further unless we're going to devote an entire like series to that. But <laughs> bam, that's amazing. Absolutely yeah, love, that. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, also, I feel like that Clark is like a Wusha tower thing for sure. For sure. Yeah, uh, like yeah. just tossing that in there for you because I know that anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we are in a good place. We've got one more jam session in us, I think, uh, before we're completely tapped out. So let's go ahead and roll and see what we're working with this time. So the genre that we're working with this time is going to be we've got cyberpunk. So there we go. We're in a cyberpunk world. The theme is going to be 
curses. And the focus is an historic event. Hmm. So we've got cyberpunk with the theme of curses and an historic event. Clark, have we gotten cyberpunk together like multiple times now? I feel like we've gotten cyberpunk yeah. a couple of times together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, do we want to re-roll that or are we cool rolling with it? I'm cool rolling with it. I'm fine either way. Okay. Well, oh man, tell you what, let's see what I, let's see what we would have gotten if I rolled something. Yeah, else. I was going to say, let's see. Holy shit. I keep rolling too. <laughs> <laughs> I keep rolling cyberpunk. Okay. That's a nine, which means, Ooh, Gothic horror. Hmm. So we could do cyberpunk curses and, and historic event or Gothic horror curses and an and historic event what do y'all think i vote the cyberpunk because gothic horror yeah. curses and historic event is just a little too straightforward and easy a little too simple yeah okay. i'm down for cyberpunk too. Yeah. cool okay so i made courtney go first last time because rebellion uh mm -hmm. clark i mean what curse do you have in mind in a cyberpunk world whoo I, I'm not sure. Like the first thing that comes to mind is different kinds of malware yeah. and mm -hmm. viruses and stuff like that. I want to see if we can push a little further. Agreed. Um, yeah. Like there might be some metaphorical things where it is yeah. like some metaphorical or thematic themes of the curse of technology itself. But mm -hmm. that's also kind of already baked into cyberpunk. So I'm I'm not really sure. Well, there's also like the curse of consciousness of like self-awareness or existentialism, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be about the curse of knowledge as a recently awakened or uh, yeah, let's say that. it could be like a recently awakened like AI or something like that where mm -hmm. they're suddenly realizing that they're sentient. So that could be a way that we could aim with it too. I mean, I know that's also kind of uh in there in terms of cyberpunk tropes but what what about um bear with me on this what about like a curse of irrelevance mm -hmm. go on <laughs> so like as the technology and stuff progresses and maybe we can turn this into like an actual curse an actual program or something like that but um thematically with the advancement of technology there's a lot of things that start to become irrelevant Mm -hmm. And ways of being and skills and professions and stuff that quickly kind of get wiped out. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if we could play on themes of that, maybe make actual codes and stuff that will like, I don't know, downgrade implants to like mm -hmm. previous versions. So you get this software, this new implant that has all of these advanced patches and stuff like that. And you get hit with the curse mm -hmm. and you go back to early beta testing, which is missing all of the features you need to actually do what you need to do. So yeah. this isn't necessarily irrelevant so much as it is obsolescence. This is yeah. a of obsolescence here, right? Like it's beyond planned. Yeah. I do want to point out that I, I'm pretty sure we did do an obsolescence one in a previous jam, like a cyberpunk thing. Oh, it was Probably. the war game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or like uh, life? life lifespan, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so let's let's stick with the original interpretation of Clark's irrelevance then, right? If yeah. we're in a cyberpunk world where, you know, which we kind of already are, where, you know, attention is currency, 
then irrelevance might be a curse, right? To be literally unperceivable is in some way kind of an interesting take on it, especially yeah. if like, hey, you're a person who's, you know, like Avatar suddenly flitters out and stops working and the totally cyber world literally cannot see you anymore. That's kind of interesting too. Yeah. <clears throat> Could we do something with like social scores and that idea? Sure. Yeah. Like, um, like as you oh you're literally you literally can't be perceived if your like, score gets low enough like literally fade away if you're not like active enough or not socially oh, liked enough yeah. or whatever yeah oh you get completely banned from different parts of the cybersphere yeah mm. and yeah not mm -hmm. you're not <laughs> you're not relevant anymore so you're not allowed into these places um because Maybe it's because of the gothic horror influence, but I'm thinking of the old school like gypsy curses, right? Of somebody like somebody has mm. been pissed off and they level this curse against you and it starts mm. affecting your life and your family in all of these different ways. So, yeah, just that's the weird place my brain is going. It's not anything concrete, but somebody levels a curse of irrelevance against you and mm. your opinions like stop having value. Like other things are built that replace you. Um Mm -hmm. this is a very weird place but i'm trying not to go in our any of our normal obvious directions here yeah i'm also trying to not go in that black mirror episode that has the, the social also media. that yeah yes. I had my life. yeah well, but yeah. yeah i like the idea of like it is a forced irrelevance like you yeah. you are harder to see you're harder to even hear like maybe mm -hmm. people in conversation start to talk over you more and you're like what the hell's going on and then you notice mm -hmm. that your social score is dipped down so like they literally have a hard time hearing you or like your yeah. speech is delayed or something or alternatively right like that's all really good i love that i love the malicious aspect to it where maybe it's a matter of like, it is a virus that literally turns you down to other people. So you become mm -hmm. less relevant. Alternatively, we could do something like whatever you try and post or say, like there is a malware thing that literally has you perceived differently by other people. Like it's mm -hmm. like Clark could say something like, Hey, I think that's a really, you know, like great ramen spot. And what they hear in result is like, have you guys ever like picked the stuff between your toes and ate it? Like, I think that's pretty good. And it's just like, they look at you like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. it, what about, what if it actually strips your identity from the stuff that you do online? So you make that post mm -hmm. about the ramen place, but then the second mm -hmm. you leave, it's listed as anonymous. Oh, so Wouldn't no matter how hard. Superpower though. Like, I feel like you'd be able to twist that. Only, only if it did it in like positive stuff. So anything that mm -hmm. was good and people liked, like the second people like it, your connection to it is removed. Uh, so yeah. you don't get attributed anything that you contribute. Sorry, Courtney, I, I cut you off. What did you say? Yeah, no, I like that because it's like, like you, you think you're making, you make this like big effort post on some forum and it like mm -hmm. lists all these things and you're trying to be helpful. And then like, it, it ends up that maybe it even gets assigned to somebody else who has yeah. a much higher score than you or something. Yeah. And you log back in and it's like, what the fuck? Like I made that post, right? Like, am I going yeah. insane here? What's happening? And then like, how do you get Ooh. yourself out of that? And also like you kind of implied Rob, like it could be helpful for, you know, trolls and stuff. Um, and maybe that's even where it originated in like yeah. a 4chan style, like cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. thing. But I'm, 
But I'm thinking like specifically helpful stuff you do is what yeah. gets stripped away and then yeah. everything negative yeah. lingers with you. So then you're quickly, all people see is that weird stuff you posted. Yeah. Oh, it's like the people who kind of go way back into celebrities, Twitter feeds and are like, mm-hmm. well, 20 years ago, you like that sort of thing. You made this like rude remark and, and everybody dogpiles them. And it yeah. strips okay. away everything except your rude remarks, right. and your off-color so, comments. And yeah, yeah. what I'm hearing is that this is so Courtney, I think you're absolutely right in saying that this is like a troll's like design, right? Like a troll originally created something that allowed them to shit post anonymously without <laughs> consequence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because suddenly it was a world where consequence where you couldn't be anonymous anymore, except now it's inverted where all of your hot takes and bad opinions are like magnified and broadcast, but all of your helpful and like normal stuff is like muted or attributed elsewhere. So for example, right. Let's say you put out a big effort post and you're like, wow, this is going to be like revolutionary and blah, 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 blah. And then like someone takes it or it gets attributed elsewhere. And then, so as a result, you follow up with a second video. That's like, this is bullshit. My work's getting stolen, like blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that's what gets posted, but not the first one. Like the first right. one is still attributed. So you look like a crazy person. Right. So yeah. That kind of like reverse troll type of a cyberpunk world that, that I think that's kind of an interesting thing that you could do there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the shit posting virus. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, I, I actually like it better if it was like someone who wanted the original, like, I want to be able to be anonymous and shit. Yeah. yeah. But like, they like pissed off the dealer or like the dealer was just like, oh yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. And then like gave them the corrupted one anyway. Like, I think that's also really fun. Mm-hmm. So how could we tie this to a historic event? Cause I, I like this. I think that does tie into like the irrelevance, right? Cause then anything good you're doing is being stripped away. So at best you're irrelevant at worst, you're a hated target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm how can we tie this to a historic event or create a historic Mm. event around this? I feel like it's the fact that it's changing history, basically. Mm. Like, you know, that line about whoever wins is the one who writes history books. It's like history Mm. is actively changing as this thing perpetuates. So like Uh. one moment you could be like, oh yeah, this, you know, this actress did all this great work and I love her stuff. And then 10 days later, she's, been stripped of everything because she's been yeah. with this curse and like her yeah. work is no longer relevant. She's been blacklisted yep. everywhere and so on. And like it, it actively changes what people even remember about like the near past. Oh yeah. I think you're absolutely right, Courtney, in that it depends on who it's coming from, that that's where the historic event comes from. Because mm-hmm. like, imagine this world, right? Like you're a celebrity who's dogpiled and who's like, every move is scrutinized and all you want to do is to shit post a little bit and be anonymous for just a little bit. So you sign yourself up, but then, you know, like the person who sells it to you is like, Oh, I don't like this celebrity or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a celebrity. Maybe it's like the fucking president or something. Yeah. You know, like, or, or because we're in cyberpunk, like a high ranking, like Zaibatsu corporate member or something. Yeah. Yeah. So either one of those work for me or even, making it kind of like um, an actual curse, right? Where it's something that you don't necessarily control, but there are things you can do to try and direct it at people. So Mm. if a lot of people are sending this message or this code or these tags towards a specific person, it increases the chance of this 
program that is floating around in the cyberscape will latch onto them. Mm -hmm. So you're like, you're trying to mark people for this weird ghost in the machine to come and strip away their relevance. And yeah. I'm, I guess I'm kind of blending in the gothic horror elements into the cyberpunk here. Mm. Um, but to add some of that bit of calling beyond of what you actually have control to try and get some kind of either petty vengeance or uh, true vengeance on these different people. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking, because we're thinking curses, I'm going back to like some slasher movie type stuff where it's an mm -hmm. I know what you did last summer type of event where it's like there's a group of friends who are being affected by irrelevance Hell and yeah. it's because maybe they you know like dogpiled on a particular person yeah. or like publicly shamed someone and like maybe that person like committed suicide or something like that and as a result the curse of them is irrelevance and we get to see what that looks like in a cyberpunk world you know that kind of thing yeah, oh. I was thinking that too, like a group of teenagers using the cyberpunk equivalent of like TikTok. And there's like this trend that they find to tag people in certain ways and they're messing around with it and doing like dumb stuff online. And um, maybe years later, they realize that their use of that tag has kind of made them a target for the virus itself. Mm, yeah. And like that's when it comes back to bite them in the ass. Or even um, a group of influencers that inadvertently yeah. ruined Ooh. one or multiple yeah. people because the yeah. information they had was bad. Because that that happens all the time, right? People yeah. have partial information or they it's presented to them in a certain way and then they post on it. And because they're an influencer, that then becomes reality. Mm. So if there's a group yeah. of people that did something like that, it doesn't have to be malicious. Because, you know, in a lot of the slasher movies, sometimes it's like, oh, we accidentally killed somebody while we were driving and we decided to keep it secret. Um, that then turning into them slowly having their entire reality and existence dismantled. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, shit, that's a, that's a good way to go out. I think, uh, cause that's all really cool. Is there anything that we need to like put a bow on or like, cause I feel like that's a good place to stop because then you just kind of like create or you expand from there. That scenario. The only yeah. other thing i can think of is if we wanted to make that like horror event that that collapse of this group become a historic event that's yeah mm -hmm. that's what i mean like imagine that like okay this is gonna sound real boomery on my part but like in today's like social media landscape it's like what happens if mr beast just suddenly goes away you know mm -hmm. it's not like actually historic but it would be internet historic Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we've seen that with like bigger YouTubers this year, like some people like stepping away from YouTube and stuff like that. And yeah. get, it's like attention and waves and stuff like that. And I feel like we can also play, uh, you know, because theme of curse is malleable. I feel like historic event, it can be historic to the Internet. And I think that's. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. 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 Another question would be like, if this would be an RPG, would the players be playing this group of influencers has been like dragged through the mud or would it be a group of random people online who are trying to figure this out? Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't want to be cause well, okay. If you are the influencers, then I would run it. Like it's a, uh, I know what you did last summer where it's kind of a slasher, right? Except you don't die. You just become so irrelevant that you can't yeah. be perceived anymore. Yeah. But I actually think this would probably be a more interesting thing if you were like, you know, like you were approached by a client and the client it gives you this kind of like, 
be like, I don't know why I'm becoming irrelevant. And then you mm-hmm. have to piece all of this together and figure out that they were actually kind of a dickhead at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that could work, especially if your own perception of them as a client shifts over time as oh, they become yeah. more irrelevant. And you yeah. like wake up one morning and it's like, who was I doing all this research for? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like they become like ghostly in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, it's it's they're difficult to perceive. And so they, yeah, no, they just become Victorian ghosts. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Absolutely. Unless, unless you meet them in reality, which in cyberpunk, like you were probably dealing with somebody who was cities or half a continent over. Yeah. And you were doing all of this investigating online and all of a sudden, you have no way to get in touch with them unless you find where they really live mm. and go and talk to them in person, which is kind of at that point, the cyberpunk equivalent of speaking with the dead. Right. Mm. Yeah. Especially if it's like the client seeks you out because you stopped being able to perceive them entirely. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly you have this random person showing up at your doorstep and it's like, wait, who are you? I was, are you sure I was working for you? Like, who are you again? Actually, that's how the adventure hook starts is you are like doing your own life and all of a sudden someone shows up at your door being like, no, this is what happened, you know, like, and then uh, yeah. oh, shit, you know, yeah. or even if it didn't make you forget, it's kind of the reverse of seeing a ghost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because mm, this person disappeared online and then they suddenly show up in reality. Yeah, which is like, that's the opposite of like this person was in your reality and then they show up in a spectral and tangible form. You only knew them in this spectral and tangible form, and now oh, they yeah. show up in your real life, and it's sort of the reverse of seeing a ghost. Yeah, Gross. I'm gonna see people in the meat space. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, like I've definitely met plenty of people who I knew online first, like Clark, for example. And there is that always that weird, like, oh wow, you're like you are a per- like you're taller than I expected, that sort of thing. And <laughs> imagine that times like twenty, because in the cyberpunk world, I'm imagining that so much communication is done purely online, purely remotely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And avatars could be anything. Yeah. yeah. And then they show up and it's like, oh, fuck, that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, too, have hugged Clark in the meat space. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I didn't see. I didn't think Clark was going to be shorter than he was. So maybe yeah, I, maybe that maybe in your head, Clark was a short king. I don't know. That's on you, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I pictured him a short, which is not. As tall. I don't know. <laughs> for, for the record, Clark is five foot three. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, oh. Okay. 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 Uh, I, I feel like we, we're going to go out on that because that's a really cool way that we can kind of end and fade away into obscurity. <laughs> Hell, we're already halfway there. So <laughs> to clarify, Clark is definitely not five foot three. <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank you. Thank you for for correcting my slander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Clark, where can people find you so you don't slip into irrelevance? <laughs> yeah. So you can find me on YouTube as the Magic Engineer. Uh, you can also follow me on my website, which is crronson.com. I'm more active on YouTube, but you can contact me through my website. Uh, if you have um, extra money or want to support or don't know what to do with your money, you can also support me on Patreon. I don't have as many awesome rewards as these guys do, but there is a lot of stuff I have related to the coaching services I provide and discounts mm-hmm. and things you can get. So yeah, Patreon, there's also links on my YouTube videos. So there you go. 
fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Clark. Yeah, thank you. You don't count as a special guest anymore, but I'm still going to say thanks for showing up anyway. Um, (laughs) But that is going to do it for this episode of World Build with us. Uh, Much like Clark, we also have a Patreon where if you want to give us money, you can do so if you're feeling particularly generous. Uh, We also have a Discord if you want to come chat with us more directly. We're also on social media on YouTube and Twitter. And of course, if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, where you can click the link, follow some instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember that we love you very much, and we're going to get through this together. Until next week. 